Welcome to The Encouraging Word, a podcast from Ascension Lutheran Church in Waterloo, Iowa. In our episodes, you'll find sermons, services, and in-depth Bible studies to help you grow in your faith. If you have any questions or want to connect, reach out to us at alcwloo at mchsi.com. Thank you for joining us. so people can confidently walk out of the darkness and into the light of the grace of Jesus Christ, we offer now the encouraging word from Ascension Lutheran Church in Waterloo. Each Sunday morning, we invite you to join our Ascension family for music and messages of love and truth, which are relevant to today's troubled world. It is our firm belief that the Holy Bible is the total inspired, inerrant, and infallible word of God. The Bible teaches us that prayer and repentance are two of the keys of Jesus' eternal salvation. We'll begin this morning with a choir anthem.
The Old Testament lesson for today is recorded in Genesis chapter 50, beginning with verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, because they did evil to you. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of God of your, of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for, I, for, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Here ends our gospel reading for this morning. You'll hear sermons on this program based on the total unabridged Holy Scripture. Today's sermon is entitled, Forgiven and Forgiving, and is presented by Pastor Michael Badenhop. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. You may be seated. This morning's sermon is for anybody here who has ever struggled or is currently struggling 
with letting go. And not just letting go of anything, but particularly letting go of those things, those sins which have been committed against us. Give you an example. Before you say, that's not me, I don't struggle at all, Pastor, how many of us are still struggling with the results of yesterday's Iowa State game? (laughs) A wrong call! Sin of all sins! And we just can't seem to let go. How many of us are struggling to let go of that person who cut us off on the way to church this morning? We looked over and it was a brother or sister in Christ going to another church and we just can't let go of it. How many of us struggle to let go, not of the silly things, although I'm not saying football silly, far be it for me, but those deep hurts, those wrongs that have been committed against us by those closest to us. How many of us struggle on a daily basis to let go, to forgive sin? To us, those words of Peter to Jesus and Jesus' response to Peter apply now and always. Then Peter came up to Jesus and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. It is absolutely necessary that we let go of sin. It's necessary that we receive forgiveness, that our sin too be let go, but on the same token, it is absolutely necessary, absolutely significant, mandatory, that we let go of the sins of others. There is no exclusion. You hear it in the way that Jesus and Peter talk. Peter comes to Jesus with what seems to be a pretty legitimate question. You see, they've just heard about the way in which sin in the church is to be dealt with. How you're supposed to send someone, confront them one-on-one, then take the elders with you, and then also bring into the church if still the person does not repent, with the idea that a sinner like us be restored and forgiven. And now Peter asks what seems to be a pretty good question. Okay, Jesus, so... How often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to like seven times? I mean, that's pretty good, right? Seven times? And then Jesus says, no, I don't say to you seven times, but 77 times. It's absolutely necessary. And not just, I mean, when Jesus says that, he doesn't mean like when you get to 78, you're off the hook, just so you know. Jesus is emphasizing that it is continual. Whenever we are sinned against, it is our duty as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, to let go. There's no exclusion. It's necessary. And so Jesus tells a story to his disciples and through his disciples also to us that has to do with this very thing. Jesus tells a story of a servant who owed his master an incredible sum of money. Let's see here. The amount of money was how much again? He says 10,000 talents. I'm going to put that in perspective of a little bit. 10,000 talents is the exact equivalent to one bajillion U.S. dollars. One bajillion. 
It was so much money that any servant living in those days would take 20,000 lifetimes to repay. And that's if they worked from the moment they were born until the day they died. 20,000 lifetimes of debt. That's how much he owed. And Jesus says that the master was settling accounts and he came across this servant who owed all this money, called him to him and said, you know, here's what I'm going to have to do. You can't pay me back. I'm going to sell you, your wife, your family, all that you have until you can repay me. So the servant comes and pleads with the master. He says, be patient with me, and I will repay you everything you owe, a feat which wasn't actually possible. He could never repay what he owed. And the master has mercy on him. He has compassion for him. And not only does he send him away, but he forgives the debt. He doesn't just lower it and say, okay, well, just pay me a little bit as you come. You know, just give, I'll give you a couple thousand more lifetimes, then you can pay me. No. The master forgives the debt. It's gone. It's done away with. But then that same servant, that same servant goes and finds somebody who owes him 100 denarii. That's like a third of a year's wages for the average daily worker. Now, that's not an insignificant sum. He still owes a debt. But that servant, the one who owes the wicked servant, says, be patient with me. I'll repay you everything I owe. But he won't hear it. So the wicked servant grabs him by the neck, begins to choke him and says, Give me what you owe me. Sends him off into prison until he can repay it all. Now the other servants see what has happened. They go back to the king. They go back to the Lord and they say, Look what this guy's done. Because it was distressing to them. And the Lord calls the wicked servant to him and says, No. Send him off. Put him in jail until he can repay it all. Put him in jail. This is done and over. And then Jesus says these words to highlight just how essential it is that we forgive. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. There's no way around it. There are no exceptions. Forgiveness, letting go of sin, is absolutely necessary. Now, can we pause there for a second? Are you guys doing okay? Ooh. We're not doing okay. Am I doing okay? Are we, are we good here? Okay. Hey, thanks. I'll give you the tip after church here. Um, I know this is a difficult subject because we all have a hard time letting go. We all have a difficult time forgiving sins because we're not just talking about those little things others have done to us. We're talking about deep hurts and scars that we still carry with us. So I know this is a difficult topic. But I think it helps us as we're talking about a difficult topic like this if we have a right understanding of what it means to let go. What exactly does it mean to forgive our brother or sister from our heart? And to that point, I want to pause in Matthew for just a second and go back to Genesis. I mean, I know it's a few thousand years, but I think we can do that, right? We're going to go back to Genesis 
to the days of a fellow by the name of Joseph. Because what we hear about the life of Joseph, first of all, teaches us what forgiveness is not. Now, many of you have probably heard this before. Forgive and forget. Well, I'm happy to tell you that forgiveness and forgetting are not the same thing. I'm happy because of this. Have you ever been wronged so deeply that you absolutely cannot forget what happened? You've tried. You wish you could forget. You wish you could block it out from your mind, but there it is before you all the time. The wrongs committed against us cannot be easily forgotten. So it was in the days of Joseph. I'm going to read just a little bit from Genesis chapter 50, beginning at verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Do you remember Joseph? Do you think Joseph forgot the wrongs that were committed against him? His brothers assumed that he hadn't forgotten. His brothers assumed that he would want to get revenge on them for what they had done because the brothers of Joseph, like every good brother, had hidden him in a cave. They had sold him to traders who sold him into Egyptian slavery. They had convinced Joseph's father that Joseph was dead and gone. Do you think Joseph could forget all these years later? No. He remembered the wrongs that his brothers had committed against him. Forgiveness and forgetting aren't the same thing. Now, there's also another temptation, and that is this, to simply whitewash sin and say, ah, don't worry about it, it's okay. Anybody here ever do that? You know, you've had a bad day. You've forgotten to do what someone asks you to do and they come home and you say, I'm sorry, I forgot to do it. And then you hear those words spoken to you, ah, it's okay. But is it actually okay? If you made a promise and you didn't uphold it, is it actually okay that we didn't keep our promise? No. No, it's not. Sin is Truly sinful. Is it okay when we tell lies about our neighbor behind their back? But, you know, someone says, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. It didn't hurt that bad. No, it's still wrong. We've still broken the commandment. Is it okay if we take something from a brother or sister and later on they say, ah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. No, we have still wronged them. 
In no case is the sin itself actually ever okay. And so, forgiveness doesn't whitewash over sin. It calls sin what it is. And you see that too in the days of Joseph because his brothers say, perhaps he will remember the evil that we have done. And Joseph says, what you intended for evil, God meant for good. In both cases, the brothers and Joseph admit that sin is sin, evil is evil. So forgiveness is not the same as forgetting, and it's also not the same as saying it's okay. Are you still with me? I know this is longer than I usually preach. I've been keeping an eye on the time just for your sake. I know there's probably football on this afternoon, and you might not forgive me if I keep going forever. I hope you will because, you know... So forgiveness isn't forgetting. Forgiveness isn't whitewashing over sin and saying it's okay. So what on earth is forgiveness? It's this simple. Forgiveness is letting go of what we think we have over and against somebody else. It's saying what you did to me wasn't okay. It truly hurt and it still hurts to this day. And I may never forget the wrong done to me. But because I'm a forgiven sinner, a brother or a sister in Christ, I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm letting go. I'm not going to seek revenge. I'm not going to try to get a pound of flesh. I'm going to let it go. Pure and simple, that's it. That's forgiveness. The debt is as good as gone. Okay. Now we're going to come back to Matthew for a second. I'll try to keep us moving here. So you come back to Matthew. And you see, you see that sin, that the forgiveness of sin is simple. But it surely isn't easy. Because you've got to think of that disciple Peter who asked the question, hey, is seven times good? And he's got to be thinking, that's a lot. Seven times is a lot. And I think that that's got to be enough. And then Jesus says, seven's not enough. Seventy-seven times. Don't ever stop forgiving. And do you think that that sounds easy? Simple, sure. Easy, no. Because we, like Joseph and the disciples and everyone who's ever come before us and everyone who ever comes after us, are sinners. Sinners in this way that we often want to hold on to those sins committed against us and we want to get revenge and we want to hang on. We don't want to let go. Or on the other hand, sometimes all we want is to let go. But we just can't seem to do it. You can't forget about the guy who just cut you off just this morning and you've been trying to put it out of your mind, but you can't do it. You can't forget or say it's okay about that referee who made that call yesterday at the game. You can't, even though you want to, even though you want to release, to let go. Because our forgiveness is often momentary. For one minute we can say, I forgive you, but then the very next minute we find ourselves wanting to get revenge. Or it's fragmentary. It's in pieces and parts. We want it, but we don't want it at the same time. And that sin within us causes incredible turmoil. Because we're sinners. And we struggle to let go of the sins 
of others. It's simple, but it surely isn't easy. So what do we do? Because, after all, the forgiveness of sins is absolutely necessary. Here's what I recommend. I recommend we turn to the cross of Jesus. Because forgiveness was absolutely necessary for you and for me because we can't seem to forgive others from our hearts and we know what we deserve because of our unforgiving hearts. We deserve to be like the wicked servant thrown into prison until the debt can be repaid and we can never repay the debt. So what does Jesus do? He doesn't. He doesn't just forget about it. No, Jesus doesn't just forget about sin as though it never happened. That would be insufficient. Jesus also doesn't whitewash over sin and say, Ah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, he upholds the law of God. What Jesus does is he releases us from the debt. He takes all the debt of our sin upon himself. He carries it with him to the cross, this incredible burden that weighs us down each and every day. He takes with him that unforgiving spirit that we have within us that simply can't let go even when it wants to. And on the cross, Jesus, breathing his last, dying for our sin, wipes away even that debt. There is no debt to God that remains. All has been paid by the blood of Jesus. So that turning to the cross, we sinners see that we stand forgiven. Each and every day. Not for a moment, not just for a second. Forgiven forever. So we stand today and always in the forgiveness of sins because Jesus forgives us. And in that forgiveness, by the power of his Spirit at work in us, we too forgive the sins of others. Can I add one more thing? It's the last thing. I, maybe the last thing, you know, I mean. I have to think that there are probably also some of us here who not only struggle to forgive others, but struggle to let go of our own sins. Sometimes we have the habit of playing God over ourselves and thinking that our sin doesn't deserve to be forgiven. And we're right, it doesn't deserve to be. But it absolutely, truly is so that there are times when we are so hard on ourselves that we ought rather simply turn to the cross and see how simple, not easy, how simple it was for Jesus to release the debt, to pay for our sins so that we stand in that forgiveness no matter how much we have failed others and failed ourselves. So that forgiveness is for you and for me and for all the world around us. How many times, Peter asks, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven? No, Jesus says, I tell you, not seven, but 77. Brothers and sisters forgiven in Christ, we go out those doors to share the forgiveness that we too have been given with the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty and gracious Father, through your Son, Jesus, you have released us from a debt we could never repay. You've forgiven us our sins. You've called us your own. You've redeemed us and saved us forever. 
God, by the grace that you have given us, by the power of your Spirit, help us to share that forgiveness from our hearts with our brothers and sisters and all the world around us. Give us forgiving spirits that we would share it willingly. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We are happy you have chosen to worship with the Ascension family on this Sunday morning. It is our prayer that the Holy Spirit will empower our services on this station to be a source of inspiration and encouragement each week. Ascension Lutheran at the corner of Green Hill Road and Maynard Avenue in Waterloo is a growing, Bible-believing and caring Lutheran congregation, a member of the American Association of Lutheran Churches, 